morning, everyone. This is Kathy Mason from Mason Works Marketing here on Conscious Business Zone with my new friend, Paul Temple. Hi, Paul. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Lovely to be here. Yeah. Look at my orchid. It doesn't know that it's winter and it, there's uh, snow outside. It decided to bloom again. Is that cool? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I have a green thumb. I have two. But <laughs> so, Paul, I'm so excited to learn from you today. Um, you live fairly close to me and I I've watched you from afar. I've watched a lot of your Facebook lives. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Thank your, you. Your uh, World Sound Healing Day um, presentation oh. was beautiful. Thank you. Oh, thank so you. Thank much. you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and of course, give give a little credit to to Jonathan Goldman, yes. uh, who also lives here in Boulder, dear old friend of mine, who started not only World Sound Healing Day, but really founded sound healing back in the late seventies and early eighties, and yep. coined that term and defined it, and really has brought it into the forefront where it's kind of mainstream today. But yeah. he's an amazing, very high consciousness master, and uh, we get together and actually play rock and roll he loves to play oh, electric cool. guitar <laughs> so. i love i love being with him and andy i i yeah. think they're just amazing they're and um you know there there's people that have that are here that saw vision that are visionary they may be mm. futurists or or remembering past <laughs> either mm. way you look at it but they're looking at the divine and expressing it yeah, right. in a joyful way. And I see that your work is like that as well. So so could you tell us um, how you got into, I got a cat now. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> I didn't we're all cat, we're cat people too. <laughs> <laughs> it's their house. The Egyptian um, anyway. guardians, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're amazing creatures. But anyway, I, I want to make sure that everybody, because um, they may not have uh, discovered your work yet. So I'd right. love for you to talk a little bit about how you got into this journey. I know you've been doing this for over 20 years, um, where you've been on a spiritual journey and you've been a musician. Could you give us a little bit of the insight into how you got started in all of this? Um, yeah, boy, that it's it is it's a long story. I mean, music has been the salvation of my life ever since I was a child. You know, I mean, I, as most humans, I was a wounded, you know, young boy getting distorted and corrupted by the crazy, you know, strange world of Earth that we were born into. And music just always pulled me. And, and even though, you know, my father was a very kind of hard Victorian stoic man, he was very successful in the business world. Um, but, you know, music just always pulled me and he always tried to get me to resist that. But, you know, like in high school, I was a terrible student. I was flunking out of school. And then this teacher who was asked me to be part of this special small class he was starting in music theory. I didn't even know what music theory was. But he said, you know, I think you've, you know, you're kind of tuned in there. Do you want to join this class? I said, sure. I didn't know what I was doing. And it just, it was the first class I ever got straight A's in. And we were studying Bach and Beethoven and counterpoint and harmony. And we would go to, you know, uh, concerts and follow along with the score. And it was like, oh, I get this. I get this. It was amazing. Um, 
So music really, it, it's like it pulled me out of the darkness of the earthly existence into this world that I got and expression and playing the piano and playing the flute and um, so, and then when I met my, uh, my spiritual teacher, who, who's still my spiritual teacher, and we communicate and still play some music, although she lives in Vermont, uh, her name is Diani Oahu. And she is also a musician, but working with vibration, with sound, with crystals, with uh, telepathic communication, were all part of her teachings and world. And she would also communicate through music. So we, I produced some albums with her. This was back in the 80s. And um, just really began to feel how sound and vibration were these worldly universal phenomenon. And it just brought me my understanding of music and my expression of music to a deeper level. Um, I then, sort of the next phase of the evolution is... Um, Around 2001, I got connected with the musicians David Pramal and Ten, And uh, most of my work with them has been on the business side because I was in the music business as well. I worked for a record label and was doing book. And particularly with them, I started to do booking and management. But they taught me about the, the constructs of bringing sacred music into the world and how do you create the space and how do you express that and you know Deva works primarily with mantras so I learned a lot about the, the coding of mantras yeah. um, but to go back for a second Diana Yawahu is also a, a Tibetan Vajrayana Buddhist teacher Lama so with Dahani I started doing a Tibetan Vajrayana practice and took you know vows in the Dharma and started doing the Nundro practices um, so that got me into the Tibetan mysticism. And it was in 2014, I got this message. You know, my intuition has always been kind of active, but I, I never really fully engaged it. But I got this clear message saying, get some bowls. And I happen to know where to get the bowls because close to where you live, right in, in Gun Barrel, which yeah. is down the street, part yeah. of Boulder, Colorado, um, is, is a wonderful Nepali man who imports yep. Tibetan bowls mm -hmm. from the families that have been making them for generations in the Himalayas. So I went, I went to Seren's warehouse and I said, hey, I want to get some bowls. He said, oh, of course, of course, come get bowls. He's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful man. And I started to get this guidance of not only working with the bowls. So Seren teaches how to heal with the bowl right. protocols and it's really healing work how you put the bowls on people's bodies in different ways and around them yep. to to remedy certain uh, vibrational imbalances in their systems. But I started to get, because of my musical background, saying, oh, well, I can do harmonic structures and I can get you know an A and an E and then another A and I can create harmonic families. The bowls are not made to pitch, but because I had access to this warehouse with thousands of bowls, I was able to find ones that are actually on concert pitch. So my bowls, which is very rare, are actually tuned harmonically. Um, so I started to get this guidance, and I was really feeling like there was guidance. And then to do the Tibetan Vajrayana mantras with the bowls. Um, and so that was really the evolution of what is called Radiance Matrix, which is the music project and I toured around the country with that, and I'm kind of blocking the way here. I'm gonna do a little bit on the bowls 
uh, in a few minutes. But um, you can see the setup there. There are uh, about 16 Tibetan bowls, uh, and they're all mic'd, so you'll be able to hear them. And that's an amazing sound bath, sound journey experience. Um, so that was, the, that was this sort of the evolution of this incarnation musically of Radiance Matrix and the bowls and just doing the the Tibetan throat chanting with these amazing Vajrayana mantras. So the Vajrayana teachings of Tibetan Buddhism are about awakening the Vajra light or the diamond light in our hearts. And these teachings have been carried for hundreds of years, it, hidden away in the Himalayas. And you know, the tragedy of how Tibetan Dharma came to the world is just horrendous of how the Chinese invaded Tibet and the Dalai Lama had to escape and they've set up in Dharamsala in India. And then these lamas started coming to America in the 1970s and 80s, bringing, bringing the Tibetan Dharma. And Tibetan Buddhism is quite different from traditional, um, you know, Indian or Chinese, you know, the, the uh, uh, Buddhist teachings. Um, so this allowed the Dharma to come to the world in this time, so that these teachings about the Dharma and about the tantric practices of um, Vajrayana mantra chanting and visualization started to come to the world to wake up our hearts in this time. And that's what I keep getting is that it's in this time now that these teachings are teaching us to awaken our hearts. Um, so that was coming through even in the early Radiance Matrix work, which was like 2014 to about 2020. Then, um, I actually have this written down here. So then in, in the summer of 2019, I was driving, I was playing at the Wonderlust Festival, which is a wonderful yoga festival, <clears throat> and I was going up to Whistler, BC, driving in my RV. So I left Boulder here, a beautiful drive up through, you know, Montana and Idaho, going up to British Columbia, and literally just as I crossed the Wyoming border, which is only an hour north of us here, these words started coming into my head. And I'm going, oh, wow, what's this? And this was the first paragraph, the first phrase that came through. My premise is quite simple, but of great importance to the survival of the human species. I invite you to consider the possibility that the next step in human evolution is awakening the full potential of the human heart. And this was the first phrase of these, this channeled information that came through about activating the human heart, which is really the intention of the Vajrayana teachings, but this was some practices really made for contemporary 21st century, you know, Western American culture. Um, so uh, that brings us up to the diamond light teachings. Um, I've, I've been talking a lot. Uh, bring it back to you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that fantastic. Actually, that was that was just what I expected. Um, uh -huh. I, I intuited that um, we're on similar paths yeah. as far as um, uh, journey to the heart helping humanity wake up to their divinity yeah. and, and using um, a, a method that doesn't um, 
doesn't aggravate the ego mm-hmm. yep. because music doesn't, unless it's too loud, it doesn't right. um, create the fear. It doesn't activate the fear body. It right. actually goes straight to the heart. And yep. that's Beautiful. our that's really, you know, mind, bodies, uh, all three, all three heart centers, the Dantian, the heart and the head, mm-hmm. all is what's required in this time period to really be able to transition to higher planes, I believe. And, and I love the, um, the simplicity of the way you explained it, but it's not simple what you do. You are, you are um, you are unifying different instruments and different sounds to create this resonance that almost is a remembering for me when when mm. I listen to you it's oh yeah I remember and, oh, and that's yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. well I think that's what what the opportunity is right now is for the ones that are maybe still waking up. I mean, the ones that already woke up, they woke up maybe a while ago and they're just still doing on the cleanup crew. It's still (laughs) shadow work, shadow work, shadow work until they're, there's, but that is, that is the work too, is, uh, (laughs) you know, the ancestral work, the personal work, the soul work, it's unraveling all this weird corrupt programming. I mean, this was part of the teachings that came through was that, yeah, we have 2,000 years at least, and it's actually 4,000 years. We've been through this horrible era of darkness of humanity on Earth that has just so wounded and shut down our hearts, our direct connection with spirit. Uh, And, you know, know, there was a particular focus with these teachings of the burning times and how these skills of the heart, you know, things like intuition and telepathic awareness and and vibrational sensitivity really got shut down. Right. And even that that was, what, 800 years ago, some 700 years ago. Um, So we're beginning to remember. Exactly. And it is a remembrance because it's moving in out of sort of brain cultural programming memory into soul memory, into heart memory that, oh yeah, we are much, much more than we are taught. Well, well, the other thing that I want to compliment you on is that these practices, which they are, they're life practices. I, um, I just was introduced to a beautiful uh, Buddhist um, practice around the New Year, Chinese New Year, and mm-hmm. got to be with a monk and uh, was at an event on Chinese New Year where um, he was um, he was clearing karma and he chanted and and a little we didn't really I didn't learn the chants till later but anyway he chanted for hours and hours mm-hmm. and I was yep. higher than a kite for days. Why, it, why? Oh, it's it's amazing! It's amazing yeah. what we've forgotten. <laughs> I mean, yeah. seriously. And um, the fact that the people are out right now trying to um, gift 
humanity, the knowledge again, which is what you're doing. But but I, I want to say you're making it usable because mm-hmm. the Western culture is so um, so accustomed to new and improved and fast yep. and digital and everything. Yep. And what you've done is you've made it almost like edutainment. And I hope that doesn't offend <laughs> you. But but that's yeah. almost what it needs yeah. to be created as in order to be absorbed at, at a at a first level yeah. anyway. Yeah. Right. Oh, beautiful. Well, I appreciate your appreciation. Thank you for, for seeing <laughs> that. Um, and I, I just have to say, I didn't devise this. You know, I wish I had. And, you know, within the constructs of, you know, Western copyrights and legal constructs, yeah. you know, I guess I am the, the, the author. But. This clearly came through, right, right. Um, and, yeah. and the next phase of that story about the channeling first came through all this stuff about the heart and the vision for imagine a humanity with an open heart, mm-hmm. you know, really a civilization on earth of people with awakened hearts. That's the vision we need. We have so many, you know, dystopian apocalyptic visions for the future of humanity that a, a vision of, yeah, wow, imagine a humanity with awakened hearts creating a civilization of peace wow. and beauty and collaboration on the earth. And these are, these are Althor's words. Um, so it was, um, I think it was 2019, let me look at my notes here. No, actually it was October, <laughs> October of 2021. When I started, I, it was like, okay, time to do some more writing and channeling and getting some more information here. And, and a lot of the channelings <clears throat> have come through and are now published as blogs and podcasts through the Diamond Light Network. Um, there is a website, diamondlightnetwork.com. Unfortunately, it crashed yesterday, and so my, my web consultant is manically trying to get it back up. But diamondlightnetwork.com is really the, the key source for this diamond, these Diamond Light teachings. Um, so in October, as I was starting to do some writing for another, what I thought would be another blog coming through, the, the words started off, greetings. <clears throat> I'm trying to get the voice. Greetings, my name is Althor, and I am what you might call a wizard of some degree, in that I work with what you call magic, with light, energy, beauty, and transformation. To me, in the realms where I dwell, this is our natural reality. But I realize it is a bit magical and supernatural for you humans. Um, And with that, excuse me, with that paragraph is now a whole new series of channeled transmissions that are all now so also a blog and podcasts called Messages from Althor. And that was Althor speaking directly uh, to through me to the audience and just some amazing information about the nature of the heart, um, misunderstandings about the heart. You know, we have the Valentine heart, we have the anatomical heart, we have the romantic heart. You know, these are all kind of distortions of the the true luminous radiant heart nature that yeah. is our luminous essential nature, as the Tibetans call it. Mm. 
Um, so that's really w what's brought up to the next phase of working directly with this this fellow, Al Thor. And he says, yo, and I said, well, are you me? Are you different than me? Because <clears throat> it feels like the voice is there. He says, well, I am you and you are me, but we are different. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a Beatles song. Um, uh, so so d is he from Earth or is he an AT or do you, do you have a sense of? Um, he's not on Earth at this time. That's my understanding. He, in the realms where not he dwells, physical. that okay. is their reality. Um, he is an aspect of my oversoul, my uh -huh. super consciousness, um, a little different than just my intuitive self. You know, we have all these layers that go up to our ancestral realms, yeah. the, this, the guides and protectors realms. Um, and he is part of that star family, so to speak, um, but clearly has this kind of wizard energy, you know? I mean, I think I, I grew up, uh, well, my kids grew up, I should say, with Harry Potter, so the wizarding world was very much part of our fantasy life, and, right. but he, yes, he was a wizard, and he has this particular sort of old lilting voice, Celtic druid kind of wizardry. Well, I think the Tibetan work is alchemy too. I mean, that's oh. my a lot of my interest in it was was they knew how to uh, navigate mm -hmm. this unseen. It, I, he they knew the constructs and the construction in order to navigate the unseen world in order yep. to utilize it in a whole different way than we've been doing. And it's yep. time for that work to come back through. I'm getting chills yeah. as I say this and I, and I'm, uh, I'm loving it. I, I mean, it mm. is so much more peaceful, loving, happy, joyful, yeah. mind, a lot. I mean, this other construct with the costumes and the posturing and the ego, the, the whole, um, it, it's a different act, basically. Yeah. We don't need any of it, but we don't know we don't need any of it until we right. cover the heart, right? Yeah. Well, you know, you spoke of your experience being with that Tibetan Lama chanting for for hours. Hours. I, I, I have remembrance of spending lifetimes chanting in the caves underneath the monasteries, mm -hmm. chanting for lifetimes. I mean, that's during yes. the Dark Age, the Tibetans were up there holding the luminous construct around the earth doing just creating this pulse coming right. out. And I've had many people come up to me after concerts saying, I, I remember being in the caves. I remember, yeah. you know, like that luminous presence being manifest yes. and, uh, you know, that in the importance of that, um, I first well, tapped into that a little bit with the writings of Alice Bailey. Yes. Um, and I don't know if people, she used to be one of the main sources back in the 70s and 80s, but it's kind of gotten lost recently. But right. Alice Bailey channeled a bunch of material in the 1940s and 50s. And one of her sources was a Tibetan. And he was actually alive in a cave in Tibet, channeling to her in New York 
um, as she wrote these books, incredible books, I mean, mind-blowing books, you know, the treatise on white magic and the alchemy of the universe and teachings about the glamours, uh, very, very powerful books. And she was, was getting this from a Tibetan who was alive in a cave <clears throat> in Tibet at the time, sending her this information. And um, so I go, oh, they're, that's, they're doing interesting work there. They're really, uh, they're, they're helping us connect. Right. Well, the other thing is, is that um, there's one thing to read it, and then there's no, another thing to experience it. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I think sound is great for um, the, the transfer of knowledge, sound and art. Um, mm -hmm. And art was used when language couldn't, when people couldn't read. So right. that, that was a way to transfer knowledge way back. And, and uh, sound, I think, is the, it's a primal uh, mm -hmm. remembrance. It may actually be helping with the conversion of our cells right now as they yep. release things so that we can hold more light. So, yep. so... Uh, do you agree yeah, with so that? When, when I talk about sound, I go back to the phrase Nada Brahma, uh -huh. which is Sanskrit. And there's also a body of yoga called Nada Yoga. Mm -hmm. So Nada is the Sanskrit word for vibration or pulse. And music is part of that. So Nada Yoga are the yogic teachings around vibration. And that includes a mantra, chanting the bija seed sounds you know the seed the sounds that correlate to the chakras but nada brahma is nada being that the vibration and really in, in the nada translates as the primordial vibrational pulse so it's going back to that seed pulse of the creative universe mm -hmm. and brahma you know, we know Brahma is the supreme creator in the Vedas. You know, not Shiva. Shiva is the destroyer of illusion. But Brahma is the creator. And we say, what? It takes Brahma 10,000 centuries to create. Shiva destroys in an instant. But Brahma is that creative force. So Nada Brahma means that vibration is the primary creative pulse, the creative force in the universe. So when you're moving into vibration, when you're moving into sound, into music, you are tapping into the very creative force of the universe. And that's why we love music so much, you know. I mean, music has been corrupted and distorted and monetized and digitized. And, you know, we have country music and rock and punk. And, you know, we've just, it's been constructed. but when you move out of those constructions into the just the vibrational field is like whew, that's that's where we go back into the creative pulse right. and that's that's why the words are helpful so because right. our brains like to understand these things yeah but the real message is in the vibration that's where well, we tap into source it's, it's also our our key our um want to call it a dictionary or our key to unlock with nature because uh -huh. the um the, being in harmony with nature is the is the fastest way yep. to knowledge 
And we, yep. the, everything we have right now has been, um, is an opportunity to gauge whether it aligns with that, whether it feels good. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's so many conscious choices that people can make to, um, to guide them on the path through all these changes we're, yep. we're hopefully yep. having. I mean, um, I, I'm, I knew as soon as the shutdown happened that we were game on. I mean, this yep. was what we came for, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but, okay, so I have a quick question because of the Diamond Heart work. Um, no, no, not Diamond Heart. That's oh, Diamond yeah. Heart. So there's, a, you know, there's the, um, the Ahmed teachings of Diamond Heart. Oh, sorry. Which are amazing and beautiful and actually very similar. But I'm just, I'm careful with the words not to align with that or just to differentiate okay. from that. Okay. So these are the diamond light teachings. Okay. As as opposed to the diamond heart teachings are this other amazing body of work. Okay. Okay. Well, this still I, I messed up, but sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is the diamond heart. It's all the diamond it's, heart. Yeah, it's diamonds. Yay. Um. Okay. What came first, sound or light? Ooh. You know, in that primordial, primordial pulse of creation, uh -huh. um, what my teacher Dahani used to call the original song, it wasn't differentiated. They're they're just different frequencies. I see. Okay. So, um, you know, there is the light, and again, light is one of these words like heart that we have different meanings. I mean, I've got the lights on up here. Yeah. And then there is light and dark in the duality of human consciousness and earthly awareness. And then there is the light, which is beyond the light and dark of duality um, in the pure realms. But it's all vibration. And within the spectrum of frequency, there are sounds that are audible to our ears that we call music and sound. And then there are light frequencies and then there are the higher frequencies, the subtle frequencies. Uh, ultimately, they're not differentiated. They're all just, one vibrational field. Because the Bible says God said that there be light in uh -huh. that translation. And so that would be, he mm -hmm. said light. So that would have been sound came before light. That I just wondered. Okay. Yeah. It it doesn't matter. I just wondered. Okay. So so are you but I want to show your website and I'm I'm looking forward to your sharing um a little bit of your talent with us. But what um are you optimistic about these times? What What are you feeling? Um, I mean, there's <laughs> well, there's eight billion people on this planet, so there's a party going on. I mean, for that many souls mm. to incarnate, even if some of those beings don't have souls and are from other planets, that's a lot of beings mm. that came here at this time to yep. be a part of all of this. What is your take on um, this time of change? Do you do you have a sense mm. of something that you'd like to share? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, you know, I hear people speak of ascension, 
like there's going to be this automatic awakening and arising and salvation. And that's not what I get from Althor is what's happening. It's not going to be this automatic, uh, f you know, auto aut yeah, autonomous awakening. Um, we have to do the work. And we're very early. So in these cycles of light and dark that human consciousness and earthly awareness is going through, we're still very early. So if we look at December 21st, 2012 as the turning point, that's like the winter solstice. Right. And, it, we're, and if we're moving back towards the summer solstice, if we're looking at time cycles of thousands and thousands of years, so, you know, the Yatesian cycles were 27,000 years. It's similar to the, the Mayan calendar cycles. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what, we're, so we're 10 years past 2012, 11 years now past 2012. That's like a second within this, these cycles. So we are still just coming out of the darkness. We're still just emerging and it's, feel, it's still really heavy and dense. So yeah, there are a lot of us doing this light work and we just, we have to keep pushing against the density, pushing against the toxicity to help bring that illumined awareness. But it's, it's heavy, and it's hard, and it's depressing, you know, because we look at what's going on in the world, and, and yeah, there's just immense amounts of corruption and suffering, and the things that humans do to each other is just unimaginable. But I also, if you go back 100 years or even 50 years, the state of collective consciousness is much higher than it was, you know, coming out of World War II, where just, you know, that was one of the lowest points where, where war and oppression and corruption just totally dominated the planet. And, you know, we have risen. We have awakened a long way from there. And yeah. we still have a long way to go. But I believe yeah. that the collective heart is awakening. And, um, it, it, you know, it's, we can't go back. Once you get it, there's no going back. <laughs> well, and I think it, the shutdown actually allowed lots of people to find each other that yep. may never have had the time or the uh, technology to find each other before. Mm -hmm. And once you do that soul family resonance, yep. that creates a curiosity that allows you to keep expanding. And, and that's my hope. I, I'm fairly optimistic, although the, it's a waveform. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so it goes to optimism and then it comes back down to that optimism. Yeah, but, yeah. but I know that we're here. Um, so many of us came to help people remember yeah. the, their divinity yeah. and, um, and, and um, be able to live from that rather than their animal essence yeah. and but but the other thing that you said about the ascension is i i believe that we are ascending embodied um just mm -hmm. like their rainbow body um uh, system of the buddhist monks that they were able to transpire themselves and go into a rainbow mm -hmm. um, um that that meant you had to be a non-physical and i'm seeing more and more people i mean you can walk into a place and actually see someone and they're luminous 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see people holding more light, and yeah. that's what yeah. I want to do. I mean, it's yeah. just it's so cool. Well, because it transmutes things. It, it's not, yeah. it, and it isn't uh, debilitating. The yeah. the thing is, once you plug in, you don't you don't lose that right. that. That's what you're saying. Once you see, you can't not see. But yeah. once you feel, you cannot not feel also. Because you yeah. know as soon as you're not connected to that um, energy source and you auto-correct. Because it feels Yeah, beautiful. And, and, you know, a phrase that um, I, I first learned it from my teacher, Diani Oahu, but I've heard it more recently from other sources around. And it's called reweaving the tapestry of light. Ooh, beautiful. Reweaving the web of light. And the, the, the diamond light teachings are about this heart circuitry that we connect our hearts into. And part of that is this fabric of light that connects directly with universal consciousness got shut down over the dark time. And we are now reconnecting and remembering. So that's a way of remembering is plugging back into universal consciousness as opposed to just being immersed in planetary consciousness and in, in earthly awareness. Um, right. And, and that's what Althor calls the culture of disbelief, which is this programming, you know, sort of this the religious scientific programming that that really marginalizes and ridicules spiritual awareness. Um, although the edges of quantum theory are touching into it, <clears throat> it's, it's, we have to hold this remembrance against that, um, that disbelief construct, yeah. which is very strong in the world. That's actually the exciting part is watching people wake up where quantum physics actually goes, oh yes, they were right. And yep. then they have, they have a construct because science repeats things over and over again, getting the same, uh, that's true science, wants to have yep. a repetitive result, um, even though there's a an observer effect, but we won't go there. But mm. <laughs> um, what I'd love to do is show your website uh, if you could help direct me to where you want me to show. Um, okay. So well, I, I think the Diamond Light website, which is diamondlightnetwork.com, is still down. Right. No, <clears throat> but I that's, thought really we... the, that's really the place where all this information about the teachings and the next step in human evolution, there are videos on the practices, and there's a list of... I do ongoing events, both uh, live streams and events on Zoom, offering teaching transmissions. Um, the next one is on uh, Sunday, February 26th, and that's called Akashic Soul Code Activation. So again, dropping in through the vibrational field to help us remember our, our heart purpose, our soul purpose, our original soul programming uh, to help us connect to that authentic self. Um, and then I'd also love to mention that on March 26th, it is, um, I'm doing another, um, a, a Zoom, these are sessions on Zoom that you have to sign up for, but with a, a wonderful Mayan shaman named Almrak. And Almrak um, used to visit Boulder a lot. She lives in Guatemala. 
Uh, she's done a lot of fire ceremonies here at the Double Rainbow Ranch. She helped pull together this amazing band of musicians called Canal um, 20 years ago now, but <clears throat> very powerful, luminous heart awareness. We're doing a session on ancestral clearing. So again, in the etheric realms of helping open the ancestral strands so that our ancestors can be our allies. But again, because of the, the age of darkness, our ancestral web can get very clogged and blocked with pain and trauma and fear and just our ancestors had to survive through horrible, horrible ages of darkness. So we can open and clear and incarnate in a brighter way and heal those ancestral strands um, through this kind of work. And so that's what that session with Amrock will be. Um, you can find all these listed also on Facebook, the Diamond Light Network Facebook group. And I'm sorry that that website is down, but hopefully it will be up soon uh, within a day or so. Would you still like me to show the Paul Temple music? Yeah, so another access is the Paul Temple, paultemplemusic.com website. Here we go. And um, that talks about both projects. That's the Double Rainbow Ranch. That's our stage here from a summer concert at Double Rainbow Ranch. And um, talks about the music. So Radiance Matrix is the music project with the bowls. And then the Diamond Light Network is the body of teachings about awakening the heart. And that's what um, these two panels describe is those, those two projects engaged right now. Um, and, and there is at the bottom of this page links to, you know, I have YouTube channel, uh, I'm on Spotify, a lot of the music is on Spotify. Um, I did an album several years ago with David Pramal singing with my bowls. <clears throat> that's uh, on Spotify. This is one of the live streams. So I do a, um, a free Zoom full moon event each month that is just tapping into that luminous orb of light of the moon. Um, those are some pictures from when I was touring uh, around the country in my RV, wonderful New York and Sedona. And, um, so yeah, you can get down, and those there are all the links right there. So on this page, paultemplemusic.com, you can get LinkedIn. I, I think the Diamond Light Network link should also be there. But um, Okay. But thank you for showing all that. And, and I also just wanted to go back to the web of light. So within that construct of the web of light is, is you and the networks that you are creating of, you know, creating resources for people to tap into to help remember to help support them because it is very heavy in this time so having these resources like you offering all this wisdom and all these people you're weaving that web of light um, so i'm grateful to you for the work that you do and bringing me into this i'm grateful for for that we've been chatting and dancing for a long time and grateful for this opportunity to tap in to your your community and your your network of people well the the people that are um uh, uh busy doing the good work on the ground i i really see the servant leaders as a big component to this mm. change and i want to support them with resources 
so that they can nurture them, their own yeah. souls, since they're givers and working to support their employees as well as their customers. Yeah. So they don't have the Beautiful. time that I have to find resources. So, mm. so I consider this a, a great path. Uh, um, basically, you're almost because of all of your experience, you're like a content curator um, where they don't have to read a mm. hundred books. Right. Right. <laughs> right. That's a fast track in it. So, um, and that's what I think we're in right now is you'll know who your your guides are. You'll be yeah. um, alerted to, there'll be fun attached to it. It won't all be um, right. work. You know, it's, it's not a grind. It's actually yeah. an upliftment and the energy will, the energy is your guide. Yeah. Really. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 So, okay, so do you want to um, share? We have about 15 minutes. So. Yeah, let me, it'll take me a minute to, to go back on the bowls here. So okay. uh, you, you can talk for a couple of minutes okay. and I sure, will go sure. set up and get recap. So I'll sure, be right sure. back. Thanks. Okay. So I'll remove you just so we don't want to. Okay, everybody. So um, what? What this is the opportunity, we just had a Chinese New Year where um, there were a lot of um, people working to clear heavy energies. So, so across the world, there are a lot of people um, sharing esoteric practices like what Paul's doing. Um, there before in ancient times, you had to be anointed and had to study for, um, you know, 10 years with, with, a, with a teacher in order to be able to share this work. And now people are coming out that have done maybe eight, 10 years with a master, a master teacher, have maybe been in China or been in Southeast Asia or been all around the world and or or are tapping into global consciousness by by other resources by their knowing and they're starting to come out with this fabulous information that allows us to tap in and streamline and get the fast track to the knowledge so with that i that's why i'm excited to share this with you so here we go yeah okay well, i'm back back again so this is uh, the beautiful set of tibetan bowls from an ancient himalayan healing tradition and uh, i'm going to offer you a what we call a sound transmission that combines the bowls with uh, the ancient vajrayana mantras um, the most well-known of those mantras is the om mani Padme hung Om Mane Peme Hung. Um, there are many other mantras that I work with, the Vajraguru Mantra and the Medicine Buddha Mantra and the Vajrasattva and Vajrayogini. These are all slightly different emanations and incarnations of the Vajra light. The Vajra light being that diamond radiance that is our luminous essential nature. And what I invite you to do is you can bring your hands to your heart and 
visualize your heart as a beautiful orb of light, like this orb of light. So it's a simple practice of visualization that helps manifest and remember your heart as an orb of light. You can close your eyes. You can bring your hands to your heart in the center of your chest. This is not the anatomical heart, but the energy center of the heart. That place we know is the center of love, of truth, of spiritual connection. Feeling it glow and grow. Filling your being with this beautiful diamond radiance. And let the vibrations of the bowls and the chanting wash, bathe your energy body, help it resonate that light in your heart. That's what these magical vibrations do, is they resonate and awaken and help your heart light reawaken, act, reactivate. So just go into receiving mode. <clears throat> Oh, 
observing how your heart feels, how your being feels when you have tapped into your heart light, into the vibrational field of Nada Brahma, with these ancient codes, ancient activating, awakening codes of the mantras. All right, well, are you still there, Kathy? We're coming back from the bliss. <laughs> uh, are you muted? I'm not hearing you. Yes, I'm there. here. I'm barely here. But um, uh, Jason put, transcend the mind, no more illusions, only truth. Mm. Beautiful. And Noel and Bob put, wow, thank you. Mm. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see who else. Um, Eden has been waiting for us all. And... Uh it's and you know with that what he said there um or she i wasn't sure who said that but part of the teaching part of the practices of the the dharma the the vajrayana practices are to cut through illusion to find truth uh, vajra yogini in particular is the, the destroyer of illusion and it's a little bit like kali you know destroying illusion and ignorance can be a little ugly sometimes, you know, it's tearing down the ego. Um, but it's really about realizing bliss and realizing truth and realizing light. And that is part of that, uh, the Vajra sword um, that helps cut through ignorance and illusion to help us realize truth. And truth yeah. is bliss and beauty and yeah, good, all these good things. Oh, this beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for the gift that you share so freely. You're so generous with all of this knowledge and the sharing and making making access to this um, path much easier than it in centuries before would have been a lot more work but yeah. thank you so much and and um you well, guys really you. do look him up um paul temple and um i've put in the information so again paul if you could um i i'm going to share uh in chat again all the locations oh terry terry's here um yeah people are saying i i they want to see the replay <laughs> okay. so, so anyway and Terry, thank you well i do i do regular love. free live streams um they go to facebook actually i use Streamyard as we are here they go to facebook um on the the diamond light network group on facebook um it also there's a diamond light network youtube channel that the streams I do, I do two free live streams every week but they're always there on those channels so you can go there and tap into those um 
and then there's Spotify. There's a Radiance Matrix channel on Spotify with many, many of my recordings. Um, so yeah, if you go to that PaulTemple.com, PaulTempleMusic.com site, that has links to all the other sites, um, and yeah. including the Diamond Light Network, which, as I said, the website is down, but hopefully we'll be back up soon. So. And thank you, Kathy, for all oh, your work you. of, of weaving all these beautiful, wise people together and helping spread their wisdom and uh, your own beautiful wisdom and light. And um, of, yeah, helping us remember, helping thank us remember. Thank you. Well, I benefit a lot and I get so excited. I like you. I do this twice a week um, and I, it, I, I'm on my fourth year of doing this twice a week, pretty much. Um, there's been a couple gaps, but, but in the, in general, I'm just still learning so much from all of these masters that have come forth like yourself to share your wisdom, to make oh, it much you. easier for thank us you, to you. navigate. So thank you. Bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks to everybody out there. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Let's keep in touch. Yeah, we will. We will. All right. Bye Take bye. care. Thank Namaste. You. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.